0: Welcome to the Lovish Podcast, a practical weekly podcast centered on mental wellness, faith, relationships, and you guessed it, love. I'm your host, Sita Hood, a licensed clinical social worker. Now sis, I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. back for another episode of the Lovish Podcast. As you already know, for the month of November, we're talking about resetting our relationships. And so today I wanted to give you a peek inside of the Pink Emerald Retreat. For those of you that don't know, I host a retreat every year, the Pink Emerald Retreat for um, Christian women of color to discover their identity, their purpose, and learn to thrive in life. And it usually happens around October. So this year we had a live panel discussion on sisterhood, on family, on boundaries, on whatever. Pretty much, I wanted to incorporate pieces from the Pink Emerald Collective, which is my online community. I wanted to incorporate a piece of that. One thing that we do inside of the collective is have a sisterhood soul chat. And sisterhood soul chat is soul stirring conversation, meaning authentic conversations. There's pretty much nothing that we don't talk about inside of this space. Why? Because where else can you go where you can be real about your thoughts and your feelings? Also, if you've been rocking with me for any length of time, then you already know that I am a very strong advocate for healing through conversations. So, I loved being able to bring this element into the Pink Emerald Retreat. And I love it even more to be able to give you guys a sneak peek into that discussion. Now, obviously, for privacy reasons, I will be popping in and out of the recording just to summarize the question that um, the ladies asked, because I don't want anybody's private information or any portion of the discussion to um, start any chaos. So for privacy's sake, I'll be cutting out where participants asked the questions and I'll just summarize that for you and then we'll pop back in and see what the panelists had to say. Our wonderful speakers for the panel were Trace Hodges of BHHS Chicago, who is a realtor, Risa Jenkins of Rihanna's Treasure Gifts, which is an organization that stands against domestic violence, and then Romy, host of the Journey with Romy podcast, and myself. You guys know me, Sita Hood. So if you're ready to jump into this hot tea, go ahead and grab you a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, and let's get started. Welcome to an inside look at Sisterhood Soul Chat. These are our gorgeous panelists for the evening. Welcome <laughs> um, Sisterhood Soul Chat is a key component of the Pink Emerald Collective um, we have had Sisterhood Soul chat numerous times. Sometimes it is um, like impromptu, but most of the time it is planned. Our Sisterhood Soul chat, what we do is talk about the real issues. There's pretty much nothing that is off limits when we're talking. So that means that if we got to confront each other about some stuff, we confront each other about some stuff. And so I wanted to give you guys a taste of what that felt like at the retreat because one, I know that we do not have authentic conversations in a lot of spaces. And most of the time, if we do have authentic conversations, it's out of frustration. Well, you did this and you're an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> that's really what you think. Like, how- Can you outgrow a relationship?
1: Yeah. How can you tell if you've outgrown a relationship? Um, I believe you can absolutely outgrow relationships. Um, how can you tell? I believe you can tell one way that you can tell is um, if the relationship becomes one sided, where it feels hard to keep the relationship and easier to let go. Like when I say easier to let go, I mean like it's like a load lifted off if you let go versus working like really hard and um, making yourself feel like, like it's never enough. You know, like no matter what you do is never enough. And I feel like those are signs that you have outgrown this relationship. Um, and a tip that I would have for uh, ladies if they reach this point in this relationship is to just be okay. Be okay with letting that relationship go and be open to inviting new relationships. You know, like a couple years ago, there was a motto like, no new friends. No, I some new friends. I don't mind having new friends, right? Um, Because loyalty is not always about the length of years that you've known. Come on. Right? But it's the quality of the relationship. And relationships take work, right? So if you're the only one trying to work to make it work, then it might be time to just um, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> right, right, right.
2: I 100 uh, percent agree with everything Romy said. Um just like um a plant needs water to grow, right? There's things that you have to do in order to see the uh the growth in things, right? Um and a friendship requires the same thing. But the difference is like she said, it takes both parties to water in order for it to develop and continue. Um, It's it's the work that you put into it. What I (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: realized,
2: but what I realized is that not only do you have to put in work on both ends, but energy changes over time, Mm -hmm. right? So at one point you all could have jailed and you were both watering that flower to see the growth and, Look at how beautiful it is, but over time, somebody lost interest, and we tend to hold on to things that no longer serve us. And maybe that's the season I'm in, and this part of my life where you just have to start letting things go. and And that's really that's my tip. Um, you have to start realizing because you, for one, you notice. When you're giving more than the other person, Mm -hmm. right? You notice when you're reaching out to that person more than they're reaching out to you, you're always the one inviting them out and sending that first text,
3: right? Mm -hmm. We notice these things. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so so that's the first step. You notice that. But we tend to hold on to things that, again, no longer serve us rather than just letting it go Mm -hmm. because of whatever, right? There's fear of, Losing those members, whatever. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you have to look out for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Um, And like she said, finding new friends that give just as much as you do. Yes, And you will feel the difference in those relationships. I think it's something that you said,
0: Tracy, that was like super important that I don't know if we caught. Recognizing it. Because I feel like we have that happen. Like you said, you notice that, okay, I'm calling them, I'm texting them, whatever, but then we tend to brush it off. Well, they're busy. Well, they're this, where they're that. And that's not to say that people don't go through seasons where they're busy and, you know, preoccupied, but it's just different. It's different. So recognizing that and being okay with like resting there and then deciding what you're going to do in the relationship after that. That's key. Okay, this is one of the parts where um, someone started sharing that they have felt um, like they were giving all and putting all into the relationship and then one of our panelists offered some good feedback.
1: And as far as like recognizing the signs, I was always the person reaching out I would see posts on Facebook like I don't got true friends and I'm like you know, I text you though, and you, didn't <laughs> like, you know, are you bashing people? Like, don't nobody check on me, and I'm like, I'm trying to check on you, right? Mm-hmm. And then I finally was like, um "Hi, like, what's up? What's going on? You've been distant, blah blah blah." And she said this extensive message, and then what really stood out at the end, and what I can see now is she said, "I know you apologize but," and then went on, and I was like but that was like seven years ago. Mm. Like, you've been holding on to this Mm. for seven years?
3: Mm. And
1: then not only that, that, like you said, we were okay. Like, we was good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought we moved on from that, right? And I'm all about accountability. Like, if I say something or do something to offend you, let me know. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And when she sent the long text, like, I was crying, y'all, because I'm like, dang, like, I was bogus, and I really wasn't looking at her side. So I apologize again. Mm -hmm. But, the point is that even after that, she was like, oh, I still need some time and everything. And I'm like, I just pray about it now. And I'm like, if she ever decides that she wants to come back into my life, Lord, like help me to like forgive her and not hold that over her head, you know,
3: mm-hmm.
1: still putting those boundaries in place, though. Like we, I don't think we're ever going to be as tight as we were before. Can yeah. you <laughs> let it go? Yeah, to, <laughs> to let it be what it is. And um. It's like a growth thing for me, well, we you know? That's a conversation. Yeah, I was telling uh, Tasha that she also like reminded me of who I used to be and was like, I refuse to believe that you this Jesus-loving person now. Like, you're not this person. And I'm like, but I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still roamy, but I'm like growing, sis. Like, I'm not evolving. I'm not staying the same. Like, isn't it a problem if I stay the same? Like, we all should be trying to grow. Right?
0: So this is where one of the participants asked, does forgiveness mean reinstatement of the relationship? And we proceeded to talk about some other sensitive information surrounding the um, relationship and some details that, again, I just want to protect everybody's privacy. But you can listen for the answer that I gave her regarding reinstatement and forgiveness. I said, sis, dry those tears. She's not your real friend. No. (laughs) Um, But I get that that's very hard for us to recognize. So and what she's talking about, the points in text message, I was like that it's very plain that she's not your real friend that because a real friend is not going to harbor, harbor stuff, but also use you for what they learned. Yes. Yes. You were convenient at the time. You were this at the time. And the other part that I want to go back to is the forgiveness. Yes, we can ask God, like help me to forgive. We absolutely should. But where I think the church tends to jam us up is because we think forgiveness is supposed to mean we look the same way. Mm. And we don't I can you know allow you to play a certain role or whatever, but we have to really understand that forgiveness doesn't mean that you get access to me mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. because it does not. Forgiveness is me choosing in my heart to release the thing, mm-hmm. but me, I don't have to give you access because you're still the same person,
2: mm-hmm. right?
0: And at this point, one of the participants asked if it's ever okay to forgive without ever having received an apology from the person.
2: We all, right? <laughs> so I, I was going to say, well, I'm gonna say for that. Um, they taught there's a thing that says learning to accept the apology you'll never get.
3: Right, mm-hmm. forgiveness
2: is not for them, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of times we're holding things, right? We're like, I'm never going to forgive them. That ain't got nothing to do with them, mm-hmm. right? You know, mm-hmm. in we're talking real right? You can only control. Your Mm ass. You can't control how somebody how somebody treats you, Mm -hmm. what someone says to you, and Mm -hmm. honestly, it ain't even your business what how they treat you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? How they treat you has nothing to do with you personally. Mm -hmm. So when you are forgiving someone, it's not them individually; Mm -hmm. it's for you. It's letting go of that so that you can create the space for you to now grow. All right, Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna say this too: Um, the Bible says a man you must show yourself friendly okay
0: mm-hmm.
2: it does not say you have to be friends with them you have to show yourself friendly so once you ask for forgiveness for yourself mm-hmm. you've already cleared that so you're not holding them for anything And so so you can be kind to them now are we hanging out absolutely not no, no. because the good Maya angel said <laughs> <don't know> <laughs> you believe, believe, believe them yes believe <laughs> them. And so they've already shown you for however many years, because a lot of times these issues that we have are not with people we met at the job that we just cool with and hang out. Right. These are people that we've known since we were kids. Mm-hmm. That was our ride or die. Right? Mm-hmm. And so it is harder to get over those hurdles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you feel like that person knows your inside now. I'm telling you. Hey, nobody pissed me off like my family can. They know me. Mm-hmm. And so if I start crying, they think they. It's because, like, you know that mm-hmm. I, who I am and how I act and how I respond to things, right? Same thing with your best friend, right? Your boom, boom, your ace, whatever. They know you. Mm-hmm. And so when they do things, that hurts.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And it mm-hmm. takes time for you to even forgive yourself <laughs> for allowing them to hurt you because you thought, you know what I mean? You, that's somebody you would never think would do something like that. Mm-hmm. So... To go through, is a healing process. It's number one, acknowledging that they did do you wrong. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Number two, acknowledging that, you know, like, dang, that's a friendship that has to die. Mm -hmm. Forgiving not just them, but yourself. And then moving forward, showing yourself friendly. When you forgive somebody, you're doing it for yourself. You're protecting your peace. You're setting those boundaries up. It's like playing vengeance. And that's really what it is. So that's my I want to put y'all on game. Um, There's a book. Some
0: of you may have heard of it. I might have talked to you already about it. It's called Relational Intelligence by Dr. Darius Daniels. If you have not read that book, please, please, please read that book. Um, It's talking about, there's there's one quote that literally stands out to me that I love from his book. We owe people our love, not access.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like that saying. Hold on. We, we owe people our love, <laughs> not access. Mm-hmm. And for the church folk, he points out how, um, and I don't say that in a you know negative connotation because I'm a church folk too, but um, he talks about how we don't pay attention to actually the way that Jesus set up his relationships. He actually had 30 disciples. We don't really hear about the 30 disciples because those were not the people that he typically like hung out with. Mm -hmm. When you look at the picture that is the last supper, you see the 12, Mm -hmm. the 12 were cool. But even not, not even all of the 12 was his homies, not even all of the 12 got his heart. The the ones that got his heart, we know it, Peter, James, John,
3: Mm -hmm. those are the
0: three. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, those are the ones that were sitting by him, except Judas was on the other side. So how we know this, Dr. Daniels breaks it down in his book is the way that, okay, they were at the dinner and you hear about him rolling with the 12 all the time. But who did he take with him to the garden when he was agonizing, when he was going through, who did he express his pain to? The three, that's it. So we don't have to invite people into our close circles. It is possible to have relationships with them and make people feel comfortable and confident with that type of relationship. If we want to, I'm not talking about people that, you know, abuse us without feeling like, oh, my God, I just I'm supposed to do this because that's my fill in the blank, or
3: mm-hmm.
0: because we go to work together or church together. So, Dr. Dear, is Daniel's relational intelligence. Okay, I hope you are enjoying this juicy peek inside of Sisterhood Soul Chat. We are going to take a break and have a word from our sponsor for this episode. This episode is brought to you by the Confident Bay app. I created this app to provide a safe space for women of color struggling with prioritizing themselves. Inside of the Confident Bay app, you're going to gain access to exclusive content such as workshops, replays, Con Bay TV, a private digital cafe to connect with other women, journal prompts, affirmations, daily reminders, and so much more. The best part about using the app? It's free! That's right, girl. You get 24-7 access to a squad of like-minded women for free. No more subliminal Facebook rants, boo. Here you can take the mask off and be yourself. Sis, what are you waiting for? Hit the link in the show notes and download the app today. Okay, so another question that was submitted was how do you think women of color should go about having sensitive and potentially painful conversations with one another?
3: Um, I would say collectively create values, right? So anything that's important for you to make sure that you're being heard, to make sure that your <coughs> presence is there in that space that you're about to create You need that as well as the other person right so you come up with these values um it can be five per person two per person or just one it doesn't matter you know the amount but that's very necessary right so after you create these values next step is you want to create guidelines to ensure that that person is respecting what you value and vice versa now that you have created this safe space you're able to have these conversations, but in a mindful way. So that's one of my tips I'm going to just
0: tack on a random question that just popped up based on your example. Mm-hmm. Is it possible to set up those guidelines
1: once the friendship has already been established? So, Absolutely. Okay. Can, you, can I have that conversation? You say after the friendship's already so established. So let's say we've been
0: friends for yeah. 10 years, but we have never really talked about the guidelines and our values together, but I need to have this conversation with you because there's mm-hmm. something bothering me that I don't like.
3: How do yeah. we do that? Um, you would check to see where that person is mentally and emotionally, right? Because although you may be like, I'm ready to talk about this. I got to get this off my chest. But are they ready to receive it? And then are they just saying, yeah, okay, fine, I'll listen to you. But it's like, are you really comprehending what I'm communicating? So of course, um, ask, hey, it might be um, a painful conversation that we need to talk about. We never really talked about values and this, that, and the other. Are you in the right space to be accepting this?
0: Okay, I hope that you have enjoyed this peak of part one into our Sisterhood Soul Chat Live. Please stay tuned and join us next week for part two of this conversation. As usual, if you enjoyed this episode, please let me know what you think. Leave a five-star review on Apple. Share the love with somebody else. I love it when you guys tag me on social media so that I know that you are listening to and enjoying the podcast. And I'll see you next week.